0: The El Conservador radio show is sponsored by the Federation for American Immigration Reform and George Rodriguez on 930 a.m. The Answer. Time for the El Conservador radio show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news in liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador, George Rodriguez. Howdy, howdy, howdy once again, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas. How is everybody today on this beautiful Saturday, May 6th, 2023, Got lots to talk about, my friends. We've got a few days before the May 11th deadline when the uh, when the uh, Title 42 <clears throat> is going to be lifted by the Biden administration, and my friends, that is going to be an absolute disaster. We are already seeing tons of people congregating at the uh, at the borders across the river from uh, the U.S. And uh, this is just going to get worse, my friends. Uh, There is no plan. On the contrary, what there is uh, are some plans to help to resettle these people faster, to let them in and resettle them. My friends, this is nothing more, and and I I don't know how else to put it, but this is nothing more than an invasion of the United States helped by the Biden government, helped by the Democrats. That's what it is. It is nothing more, nothing less than an invasion of our country by foreigners that is being helped by nonprofit organizations who get paid uh, your tax money by the the government and by the government itself who has relaxed all uh, policies, anything that that is in defense of the country. They've relaxed it. There are there, there's very very few people turned around and 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 returned. Title forty two is going to get rid of the last uh, vestige of deportation. So what is going to happen is that everybody's going to be claiming uh, asylum. They are going to be given a court date and released into the United States, and they will never they will never show up, my friends. Very few of these people ever show up to have their their asylum claim reviewed. Uh, or adjudicated very few of them something like 90 percent disappear into the fabric from the, so 90 percent of millions can you imagine so we've got that situation we also have the set the situation my friends the tragedy where last week there was an illegal alien that killed a family of five who were also illegal aliens because again my friends Illegal aliens will congregate in communities and they will victimize each other. They will victimize the the Hispanic community if they happen to be Hispanic. They will victimize the black community if they happen to be black. They will victimize the Asian community if they happen to be Asian. This is a fact, my friends, that we are letting tons and tons of criminals and terrorists, I'll say that, into the country they are coming in unchecked, unsupervised, undetected, and then they commit something, and, and and they flee, or they try to flee back out of the country. This individual that did the murdering in uh, in Cleveland, Texas, had been caught and deported five times. Five times. That's how many times he had come in. He had committed a crime, left, and come in. So, my friends, again... Where is, is 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 the effort by this Biden administration to keep Americans safe? There is none. This administration, my friends, wants to destroy America. Wants to destroy American lives. I'm sorry, I can't put it any other term. I, I, I can't make any other determination other than that. They are allowing people to come in who we don't know who they are or what they want to do, and then when they commit a crime, they rally around them to uh, to, to claim that uh, you know that using the term illegal alien shouldn't be done. That was the media. The media came out on Monday and screamed and yelled at uh, at governor uh, at governor Abbott, at Texas governor Greg Abbott, because he used the term illegal alien or or e- illegal immigrant. Because he shouldn't have done that. Well, I got news from here, my friends. That's what they are. That's what this situation. This that's what who the murderer was an illegal alien. Now, what is going to happen on May 11th? Well, on May 11th, they're going to remove, my friends. They are going to remove next week all of the Title 42 requirements. Title 42 is that uh, segment of, uh, of the law, a, an executive order that was in, put in place to protect us from COVID, from people coming in with COVID. And so anyone who was not checked or who could not verify that they had uh, been vaccinated for COVID was returned across the border. Consequently, many people that have been coming across asking for asylum and then <clears throat> not being checked or not being able to be checked, they are te- they are they are sent back across the border. Also, anyone who comes in uh, illegally uh, uh, crossing in in a a, a um, crossing the river in a spot which is not a controlled uh, entry point, those people are caught and those people are usually returned. Okay, usually taken back. However, there are so many, so many. There are thousands that are just given a date and released because the border patrol is overwhelmed. The border patrol does not protect the border anymore. No, they don't. The border patrol, all the border patrol does, my friends, is process people and releases them, releases them into the United States. And when they do that, my friends, that is what's causing this, this tsunami of people that are coming in. We need, my friends, we need to make sure that people that are coming in are, first of all, screened properly for health issues, for criminality, for terrorist uh, backgrounds. We need to screen people. We need also to screen people that are coming in to be sure that they are going to provide some type of positive positivity to the United States, to our culture, to our way of life. Just because they want to come into the United States, just because they're immigrants, is no reason to allow the world to come in. Yet, here we are. And it is, my friends, it is a willful effort by the left to flood America with immigrants, with illegal aliens, to change our culture, to change our life, to change our 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 America. That's all it is. And unless we vote in top to bottom, from the grassroots to the White House, a new, uh, new leaders, new politicians that are America first, my friends, we're doomed. I don't know how we're going to stop this. Let me give you another, another example, because right now we're facing uh, here in San Antonio, uh, a, a, um, a referendum, a local referendum, uh, which is a backdoor defund the police effort. That 's what it is they are claiming they are claiming that uh, a proposition that has been pushed here in San Antonio is to is going to uh, raise the threshold of marijuana so that people uh, so that we don't flood the the jails with uh, people who are taking marijuana so that we don't uh, so that we don't uh, arrest women that want to have abortions uh, it, it, they have thrown all sorts of of issues into this, but the bottom line is what they want is they want a person. They want a justice Czar appointed so that they can control the police that's what they want, so that they can defund the police so that they can uh cancel police contracts and, and and that way they can they can uh take away uh police benefits police will people will not want to be police officers i mean it is nothing more than an attack on police and law enforcement on local law enforcement. Because they want to push the whole idea of a national police force. You know, just like in the Soviet Union. Just like in Cuba. Yeah, it's where, where you've got a national police force. the Local police don't do anything other than walk around looking cool in, in uniforms. But the people that, that that are actually arresting you are the national police who are using politics as the basis for arresting. And that's what they want to do. They want to arrest you because you uh use the bad phrase because you don't think the way they want you to we've got to stop this my friends and then they're going to flood us with people that we don't know who they are you combine my friends the defund the police movement with an open border and you have disasters in communities you're going to have disasters in communities we've got uh, Rosa Castro the the mother of the Castro twins of the con- of the of the congressman and the mayor former mayor of San Antonio and she flat is, is out there speaking that that police officers are dangerous she's out there talking about how police officers need to be controlled but she doesn't say anything about the border you know when 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 this whole situation with this this uh, murder occurred in cleveland this mass murder of five people Instead of talking about the illegal alien that committed the murder, the Biden White House, Jean-Pierre, I just love that lady. Oh, she's, she's a hoot. She is just a hoot. She goes out and she attacks, she, she uh, claims that it's the fault of the gun, not the fault of the open border or uh, the policies that have allowed illegal alien criminals to come in. She actually faulted the guns. My friends, we're looking at a, at a, a horrific situation. We are looking at the next few months. If this happens, my friends, we're looking at the next few months being absolutely overwhelmed by the world. Yes, a tsunami. If you think that a lot of illegal aliens have been coming, you haven't seen anything yet. As we speak, there are about... Uh, 1,500 Haitians in Brownsville ready to cross. And again, my friends, one thing is to bring in Mexicans who have something in common with the Mexican-American population. But another thing is to bring in Haitians and Brazilians and Afghans and Chinese who have very, very little in common with our culture and who will resist, I guarantee, will resist Uh, acculturating, becoming part of our culture, accepting our way of life. We need, my friends, we need to stand up to this. We need to elect, you need to get out there and elect America first uh, politicians, people who are going to stand up for the Constitution and for you against this tsunami of globalism. These people who claim that we have got to allow uh, the third world to come into our uh, into our country and support them Because somehow we owe it to them. I got news for you my friends. I don't know anybody in this world anything Other than my country If it is part of my country, that's why I uh, I I will pledge allegiance to you. but I don't uh, not to anybody not to the world My friends <clears throat> We have got to do something Welcome to the show. Let me tell you real quick who's our, who our guests are. We have um, Ms. Rada Vigil, who is the um, chairman of the Uvalde, Texas GOP. She's going to be giving us her insight about uh, a recent uh, meeting that was held, a recent rally that was held in Austin. We also have uh, former Sheriff uh, A.J. Lauderback, who is now, uh, with the, uh, he is now Executive Director of the Texas Sheriff's Regional Alliance. We also have Sheriff Roy Boyd from Travis County and Sheriff Thaddeus Cleveland from Terror County. These two sheriffs are going to be telling you what they are encountering out in their counties, my friends, the tsunami that they are already seeing and what they expect to see regarding uh, the next few days when when the Title 42 is lifted. So once again, my friends, thank you for being with us. Welcome to the show. Uh, Call your friends. Tell them to join us. We'll be right back with our first guest. We're here uh, on Saturday, uh, April the 29th, uh, at uh, in Austin at the Capitol at a rally called "How Many More." It is an anti illegal immigration rally, uh, border security, pro-border security rally, and we are with Miss um, Rhonda Beheel, who is the Uvalde County president of the or chairman of the uh, Republican Party. Why are you here? Why are you here?
3: I'm here because our border crisis is very bad and we need everybody to get together and fix it. We're not getting any help from, you know, the people that are in charge that are supposed to be helping us and so the citizens are going to have to get together uh, apparently to get it done.
0: What, uh, what? Uh, how is the border crisis impacting on your community in Valley?
3: So the border crisis is—we um, have people dying, you know, daily um, because they get in car accidents, and these are innocent children that are driving and trying to make money, and um, it's it's very awful to have to clean up. The mess as a volunteer fire department. It's not a good scene.
0: Thank you you very very much. You're welcome. Howdy howdy howdy! Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez at Conservador talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas, and we've got our good friend, former sheriff A.J. Lauderback, who is now executive director of the Texas Sheriffs uh, Regional Alliance, and I wanted to get him on for. Two things. First of all, Sheriff, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking time to be with us.
4: Thank you, George. Appreciate what you do.
0: Well, let me ask you. First of all, today on Tuesday, May second, the White House, Jean Pierre, went on the uh, the spokes uh, spokesperson for the White House. She said, "quote that the the um, at the that ninety percent of the illegal aliens." Intercepted at the border, are turned around and deported. Ninety percent. What are are your thoughts on that?
4: Well, George, uh, that would mean that this administration has gone from a from a policy of no enforcement to 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 the other end of the scale of a ninety percent deportation. So I would have to question that. Uh, I would. would, That's an incredible turn of events. Uh, I, I don't believe it. Uh, I, I think that it is um, uh, what we would commonly call as a mistruth from this administration, and uh, I, I don't. Uh, I see no way possible that this administration would would perform such a such a. Uh, uh, I don't think they could do it. I don't. I don't believe they're set up to do that. We are set up now to bring as many people as we can to this country, and have been for two years. So now to claim that 90% are deported. Uh, we're deported where? Deported to the United States?
0: Yeah, I guess.
4: I don't... I can't see them deported back to where they came from. But that is... That's an incredible statement. Um, and it shows... Not that the Biden administration doesn't have the audacity to uh, misinform the public but uh i I would i would question that
0: (laughs) there's another announcement that came out is uh that uh, 1500 uh military uh personnel are going to be deployed to the border now what's interesting is that i don't i have not read where there's any kind of enforcement uh ability by these individuals i guess they're going to come down with cameras or uh, and, uh, and, and sunglasses and and just relax because I am not sure what they're going to do if they're if they if they're not going to stop the flow if they're not going to be carrying guns and uh, stop the cartels I'm not sure what they're going to do.
4: Well, uh, let's let's look at it like this: they are going to send fifteen hundred, and re- and reportedly they are going to be armed, but they are to re- they are to perform no. Zero enforcement actions; they're only going down as an administrative support, so that the border patrol can get, can be relieved to perform their job. But uh, I, I think this is really just just uh, uh, political rhetoric in it, at its finest. It's a, it's a political show of fifteen hundred people. Two years later, because Title Forty Two is is set to be. Um, uh, set to be taken down. So, uh, one of the, one of the best tools that show had, uh, in the zero, uh, enforcement, uh, policies of the Biden administration is, it's one of the best we ever had. But, um, that's going to go away now. So the expectant surge is, is, is very large. 1,500, uh, is, is, um, probably certainly going to be some help. But, uh, unless they change the policies, then it's still catch and release. And, and, and until we can de- detain and remove from this country uh, who we need to, um, we're, we're just, it's still the same package that this administration has has, has brought to the United States in, in all the resultant chaos and um, all of the, the devastation that they have done and the chaos will remain uh, here in the United States.
0: Let me let me ask you uh, another. Now this is a two-part question that I'm, I, I want you to to comment about because this past Saturday um, there was a tragedy where an illegal alien that had been deported five times uh, apparently shot and killed uh, five people, injured three others, but killed five people in Cleveland, Texas. Now one of the things that has been going on with this whole border. is that people are not being properly vetted as well as they are coming in through other other points of entry, points of entry, not ports, but points. And uh, at the same time, we still have some uh, sheriffs, some law enforcement folks, like here in San Antonio, Javier Salazar, that uh, just refuse to enforce uh, or protect us from these illegal alien criminals. Um, I mean, he's gone so far as to want to prosecute uh, the Mas- the uh, the Florida governor for uh, transporting people to um, to Massachusetts. But uh, I have yet to see him to go over and check out who's here at the San Antonio migrant migrant center, who's uh, who's there that's uh, legit and who's uh, might have a criminal record. What are your thoughts?
4: Well, Sheriff Salazar uh, clearly is, is misguided in his uh, in his views here. Is, is is the politics of being a Democrat are, are getting in the way of uh, of the criminal justice system, and this is one of the worst things that can happen um, to an elected official uh, in, in the role the Sheriff Salazar is in, and um, it's it's a shame that that he has taken his position. Um, of, of a political position, when lives are at stake, chaos is taking place and devastation is taking place, and um, right right in front of you, and right in San Antonio, Texas. So, I, I, I um, it, it's a it's a terrible situation, and it's it's one that could be corrected uh, if we would just enforce the law um, as written. Uh, but that doesn't seem to be the case, and it and it, uh, it results in, in harm. It, in, in many cases, it's irreparable harm uh, to to the citizens here uh, in in San Antonio in Bexar County. That uh, that's that's some of the most uh, it's one of the most awful things that uh, we could get involved in.
0: We've got that situation, in, like I mentioned in Cleveland, where this guy that had been deported five times has uh, uh, killed his neighbors. We've also had situations in a in a, in a more minor scale of uh, of thefts and of uh, vandalism, as well as uh, car racing. Uh, a lot of these things that that uh, where we uh, found out, you know, that uh, they are uh, that folks that are participating are are not legally in the United States.
4: Um well, truly, George. This is a this is a tragedy. This is a mass shooting. Uh, from the neighbor um, who who they simply approached because he was shooting his, uh, uh, quite a bit uh, at the neighboring house and they went over to ask him to stop so that their children could, could, could rest and he retaliated that way by taking their lives and this is, this is what we've been saying from day one even before this administration took off, this was all forecasted this was all told by the administration uh, and in the two years since, since since these policies have been in place, we've been complaining. We've we've been to every news outlet in the country. Uh, we we've proven it over and over and over to the point where it's 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 frustrating for people like me who have who have been who have been in this game and on the on the border and immigration since 2006. So it's it's um, it's extremely frustrating that that. Uh, that this administration doesn't care about American life uh, and, and what goes on and the actions of a, of a political party that will, that will create such havoc on the American people is, is continuing to happen that, that's, that is hard to believe and, and I hope that, that people take that into consideration when they vote uh, in 24 because this, this, um, this is all preventable it, it didn't have to happen this way Um, now we have more and more victims we have let in so many people that we have no idea who they are or what they are and so uh, I mean we're going to reap what this government has sown and that's there's more tragedies to come unfortunately more to come sadly
0: Sheriff thank you very 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 much much for taking time to be with us as usual uh, we'll reach out and get uh, more information because I just don't think that this topic is going to go away, not in the near future. No, it,
4: it it's not. We've got at, at minimum we've got two years left uh, yep. of atrocities and and uh, the horrors that that go along with bad government policy. But I appreciate what you do, George. Uh, as always, a good friend, and you know, we've known each other for quite a few years now as we as we work this work this uh, pathetic situation. So,
0: thank you very much
4: yes sir take
0: care you take Bye. care once again my friends george rodriguez at conservador talking to you from san antonio and we've been chatting with our good friend former sheriff uh a.j
4: thank you Sheriff. yes sir thank you
0: howdy 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 once again my friends george rodriguez at conservador talking to you from san antonio deep in the heart of South Texas, and we've got our good friend, uh, Sheriff Roy Boyd from Goliad County, Texas. And uh, I wanted to reach out to him for two things. First of all, Ro- uh, Sheriff, thank you for taking time to be with us. Welcome to the show. Let me ask you uh, this. Uh, today on Tuesday, May 2nd, the uh, spokesperson for the White House, for the Biden White House, made the comment that 90 percent of the illegal aliens are being deported 90% of the ones crossing I I, I uh, what are your thoughts? I mean you're on the front lines there. What are your thoughts?
2: Well, first off, that that's not true cuz number one a lot of the people first off aren't even coming through the port of entry. And so they're not deporting a lot of these people what they're doing is they're sending them to processing centers in places like uh, like Farn McAllen, Texas, and uh, I know some of the people that work down in those processing centers, and the stories that they tell are just phenomenal. The numbers that are coming through and being processed, being forwarded into the United States, are phenomenal. Now, right now, what the federal government is doing is flying illegal aliens from other places like El Paso to McAllen, and then they're basically telling them, "Hey," go wait across the river. Uh, Title 42 is going to end on May 11th. So uh, if you'll just wait over there until that's done, then you can go ahead and come across. And there won't be anything that can be done about it. And so while they've increased the number of people that are being deported, they're actually just telling them to squat across the river and prepare to come back in a matter of weeks.
0: The uh, You know, this situation with uh, Title 42 ending... Uh, it was reported that um, there are about 1,500 uh, Haitians in uh, Matamoros, across from Brownsville, that are ready to cross as soon as the um, as soon as the the uh, uh, Title 42 is lifted. Um, it, it, are, are folks in South Texas apprehensive about this whole situation?
2: This year, As a matter of fact, today I went to get my oil changed, and that's what the mechanics were talking about. They're talking about how uh, when Title 42 ends, they're asking about the next wave that's going to come through because they've already lived it firsthand, where we have the pursuits and the bailouts and the illegal aliens being stashed on ranches because of the logistical uh, difficulties with getting them all to Houston for distribution of slaves across the United States. And so... People, in general, are apprehensive. They know that this is going to be a massive wave of criminality coming upon them, and that's exactly what it is. You know, the, the Biden administration, in their talking points, talk about the broken immigration system. Well, it's only broken because they're the ones breaking it. They break it, they have the ability to fix it, but they refuse to do so. The other thing they always like to talk about, the Democrats love, oh, it's humane. We have to be humane. My question is, is it really humane to help have people trafficked into the United States so that they can be slaves? Is slavery now humane? Because that's exactly what the federal government is partaking in. It's a distribution of slaves at a large rate. And so probably something that's never been seen in such a short period of time. And so I think that what we're going to face is a really hungry cartel looking to cash in uh, as this Title 42 comes to an end.
0: Now, uh, in another recent story, the mayor of New York and the mayor of Chicago, the former mayor of Chicago, both uh, condemned uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott for bussing illegal aliens into their communities and told him to stop, that this was not helping the situation. Uh, in essence, they put the blame on, uh, on uh, Governor Abbott about the illegal alien crisis, the border crisis. What are your thoughts?
2: Well, it may not be uh, advantageous to them to, uh, to have to live the inconvenience of the truth of what their political party is doing to our country. But I think it's genius on the part of Governor Abbott to basically take and cause this to be in their faces because they all want to pretend in these Democrat-run states and Democrat-run cities that none of this has a direct impact on anybody. But when it actually has a direct impact on their communities, then they squeal like a bunch of stuck pigs. And uh, I think they need a dose of their own medicine. Personally, uh, I wish the federal government would do their job instead of trying to undermine the united states and actually protect our borders but we all know that's not going to happen and so the governor is trying uh uh different unorthodox ways in order to gain attention because uh attention helps to create conversation which helps to create a solution to a problem hopefully but uh it seems that we're just kind of mired in this uh this mess of the government the federal government doing whatever they want in order to uh to demolish our our free Republican, replace it with a different form of government that they seem to uh, desire.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you one more question because this is a very very serious one that occurred this past weekend. There were there was a family of eight that were shot uh, by their next door neighbor who happens to be an illegal alien that had come in has come into the country. Uh, I believe five times that he's been caught and deported and uh, apparently he just took a gun Uh, they complained about his um, shooting the gun in the front yard and then he took the rifle and he went over to their house and shot them now criminal aliens is another issue or another factor that uh, we are facing in our communities thanks to this uh, uh, open border Uh, however again the white house the biden white house was blaming the guns for the uh, for the incident. What are your thoughts?
2: Well, when it when it comes to blaming the guns, it's uh, I think they take a page from uh, Joseph Goebbels, I believe it was. that said that uh, if you tell a lie enough times, eventually it becomes the truth, because that's the talking point they like to make. But whether people realize it or not, the mass illegal immigration into this country has had a drastic impact on uh it's had a drastic impact on the crime within our communities and so because th- these individuals that are coming in are are committing crimes that you know are are different than what we're used to and you take goliad county as a good example uh you know ever since the Biden administration basically opened up the borders our crime has drastically changed our number one arrest charge in goliad county <clears throat> is drugs makes up one fifth of all of the uh the charges that that we wind up with people in jail for, and so all that's directly tied to the open border. But the real significant thing is our number two charge that people are arrested for in Goliad County is organized engaging in organized criminal activity. Number three is smuggling of persons. These are charges that traditionally were never filed in Goliad. But then again, since the Biden administration took office, our arrest in our small county of seven thousand and twelve people are up 441% compared to the five years before Biden took office. So we've seen a drastic change in the type of crime and the level of criminality, even in a rural conservative community such as ours, as a direct result of what the Biden administration has done in Washington, D.C., to tear away the fabric of our constitutional republic.
0: This situation with the border, this crisis... I mean, it's uh, it's affecting domestic issues, and it's certainly affecting our our international issues. Um, it, it it is. Have you ever seen anything like this before?
2: No, Georgia. I've been doing this 29 years. Uh, I think I wrote my first border uh, uh, border security enforcement op, actually for DPS called Operation Sidewinder. Uh, probably around 2010, 2011, somewhere right in that time frame, and went down and helped oversee the operation with uh, DPS, local law enforcement, and the U.S. Coast Guard. And we thought it was bad then, but uh, we had seen nothing compared to what we've seen now. The the numbers are phenomenal. The change in crime is phenomenal. The hazards for our uh, hazards for our community. Uh, are drastically increasing and basically what this is this is open war against america and it's being conducted on two fronts it's being conducted from mexico uh whether it's you know it's their government and cartels together working in conjunction to help to bring us down and it's also against uh our own government which is aiding and abetting and and in many cases helping coordinate this mass influx of illegal aliens and uh it's it's drastically changed how we conduct our business and what we have to do. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to kind of leave you with this one thing. <clears throat> we really appreciate all that you do, George, because the media is really ignoring this problem and kind of puts it on a back burner. And we see that firsthand with a lot of people in our communities who have no clue what is going on. But it is war. And, you know, as uh, Lord Moran wrote in the uh, Anatomy of Courage, you know, the fine things in war, as in with peace, are the work of few men. Well, George, you are one of those few men. And we appreciate what you're doing because you're really stepping out there. And you're bringing this to the forefront with anybody that will listen because, as he said, uh, and now because courage is rare, which courage is rare. Because it alone stands between us and the ruin of our cause, we must once more acknowledge and confess the primacy of courage. And George, that's exactly what you're doing. You're being you're courageous in what you're doing with your program, and you're helping to educate people. And without without participation of people like you educating people, all the things we do as law enforcement would mean nothing. Because the only thing we're doing is serving the people that we are uh, we are appointed or elected to serve but it's up to people like you to make sure that uh, uh, we're doing the right thing and to make sure that people are aware of what we're doing. And so we appreciate it, and I take my hat off for you, George, because you're an outstanding human being, and I thank you very much.
0: Thank you very much for those kind words. Thank you very, very much. bro. Folks, we've been speaking with our good friend uh, Sheriff Roy Boyd from uh, Goliad County, Texas. Sheriff, thank you very much. Be safe out there, and we will get you back on the show sometime soon again.
2: God bless you, George. God bless your listeners, and God bless
0: Texas. Yes. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas, and we've got our good friend Sheriff Thaddeus Cleveland from uh, Terrell County, Texas, out in West Texas. And uh, I wanted to get him on because uh, we're seeing a lot of stories a lot of reports about um, the anticipation of the removal of Title 42 uh, from uh, the um, uh, immigration uh, law enforcement. And uh, we're seeing most of it, uh, most of the pictures and reports are coming from urban areas like El Paso and Del Rio and Laredo. However in the case of, uh, of Sheriff Cleveland, he is out in a very rural, sparsely populated area sheriff welcome to the show thank you for taking time as usual what do you anticipate what are you looking at uh, when when you talk when you hear about title 42 being removed
1: hey good, good morning mr rodriguez and again hey thank you for having me i always enjoy getting to see you in person and visiting and talking about the border and and i'm always flattered when you invite me back to the show so thank you for that um so you know as we talk about title 42 I'm being lifted, and I've been one for a year now saying, and maybe even longer, that we we need to get to that point. We need to remove Title 42. It's, you know, it's usefulness was was during COVID to protect, you know, our border patrol agents, to protect our border communities. Um, but ever since we've enacted Title 42, we've had no consequences at our border. Um, but it is going to be painful at first. It it will be painful. And and what I mean by that is, is our border communities that have that urban to urban environment, El Paso, Del Rio, Brownville, Laredo, the areas where we're seeing the congregation of illegal aliens, those who have been excluded because of Title 42, they're just waiting for it to go down and they're going to, they're going to mass cross at the borders. To your question, what do i anticipate you know i'm actually i'm i think we may maybe slow down a little bit not drastically but you know as i've mentioned we're the busiest station between del real El paso um and, and like everywhere else along the border in, in 2000 when the new administration took over we saw a significant increase in illegal alien crossings uh, to the tune of about um 450 ish somewhere in there um but with that said the reason i say i think we'll be a little slower is uh is because we we deal mostly with males um adult males vast majority are from mexico and uh and the reason they come out here is yeah you know, they put themselves in more danger more risk it, it's it's harder to cross it's a longer walk but if they cross in those urban and urb- to urban to urban 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 environments and they are apprehended they get title 42 right back to mexico because As we know, Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, Venezuela, Haiti, those are still the countries that are amenable to Title 42. They're sent right back, um, and then they're going to try to cross again. So they're coming out here hoping that they can get through undetected and make it successfully to their location in the United States where where they're primarily going to work.
0: Right. Uh, Explain to us, um, uh, because I've heard you make, make the comment before that that the protocols that were in place under Trump were successful. Why do you think that that was successful versus what we're seeing today?
1: Yes, sir. So, uh, man, and, and I was, I was glad to see the president Biden sending 1500 title 10 active duty military to the border, but it's too little, too late. And if as I've said before, If we had just bring back the Migrant Protection Protocol, the MPP, the Remain in Mexico, it would solve this problem overnight. Even with Title 42 going away, if this administration would just put back in place the Migrant Protection Protocol for those that are seeking asylum, because that's the vast majority of of, of those that are congregating at the border, they're coming from, other than Mexico, OTMs to claim asylum. And if we would just put forth that Migrant Protection Protocol for those— That are seeking asylum, it would have them wait in Mexico to see their asylum case. Or if Chip Roy, Representative Chip Roy's H.R. 29 would have been acted on earlier, we might be in a better position as well to either detain those who are claiming political asylum or have them wait in Mexico so there would be at least a little more option there with, with, with his HR 29 the other piece of it is consequences again with Title 42 going away we need to bring back those Title 8 consequences whether we expedite remove somebody um, if we prosecute them we give them a notice to appear or even if there's a, a VR if we start seeing a voluntary return to Mexico if, if there's so many but, uh, but that definitely going to be um, going to be different here on May 11th
0: let me ask you let's switch gears a little bit here let me ask you about the uh, recent tragedy uh, of the murder of five individuals by a um, an illegal alien who had repeatedly entered the United States had been deported uh, several times and he'd reentered the, the uh, country several times and not only that but he also had a record he also had a record of arrests already in the United States. Um, this guy obviously had snuck in. Uh, several times with with the number of people that are going to be coming in uh at this uh, on May 11th after May 11th uh do you do you think that we're going to see a rise in criminal alien and uh, alien illegal alien criminals uh, in our midst
1: you know so as far as a rise um I, i'm not sure but but what what this reminded me of—the first thing my mind went to when this was reported—if you remember, um, Angel Recendus or Amitas the the railway killer. Yeah, you know that that was just when I was coming in the border patrol just before. Um, at that point, you know, we, we had no electronic system like we do now with E three um, with the IDENT system, where we take everybody's biographical information, their fingerprints, and, and then of course we're cross referencing through through the FBI's database, through other databases. Um, It reminded me similar to that, but but when we brought forth those systems, which you remember, when we brought forth those systems, it gave us the ability to start tracking the recidivism rate and identifying criminals. Um, You know, in in Border Patrol, man, they do a a heck of a job out there patrolling, catching people, identifying these people that have been criminal aliens. But we need the rest of the the process because all we do is is we catch them. And then we turn them over, you know, we're calling the assistant U S attorneys to see if they'll prosecute someone who's reentered after deport, or if they've got a criminal record, um, you know, some of the money we're spending on border security, we need to put towards some infrastructure and and we need to start detaining these people longer. Um, those that are are criminal aliens, um, you know, and and once we do get to that point and I've mentioned to you several times and several of my other interviews, Border security and immigration reform are, are two separate things. Um, whether it, it's in between the ports of entry or at the ports of entry, we have to, to secure our border. Immigration something totally different. Um, so we're talking about catching those that are trying to come in because they know they can't come in legally with those criminal records. We need to be able to, to catch them, detain them, and then prosecute them and, and, and hold on to them rather than just sending them right back to Mexico.
0: Correct. Yep. Yep. And, and, and you know, uh, the the other thing that complicates this matter in my mind uh and correct me if i'm wrong but when you've got uh, i mean the the majority of these folks will congregate or, or will move to urban areas where they can mingle they can hide uh and at the same time unfortunately it's in many of those areas like here in san antonio where you where you've got a very strong uh defund the police movement where you've got uh, DAs that uh, are not willing to prosecute, and uh, that could complicate the matters a little bit more, don't you think?
1: One hundred percent. And you, you know, you know, just like I do, uh, and you've lived across the country as, as I have, you know, whether it was out in Arizona, my time in, in Washington D.C., um, and even through traveling to the United States, we know uh, law enforcement knows, Immigration Customs Enforcement knows, Border Patrol. We, we know where these these congregated people are um it's not difficult to tell but our our country our lawmakers are not serious about fixing that problem you know even there's so many already in the country as you and i've discussed and and who knows what kind of criminal records many of them have because we've allowed so many from so many different countries that that have no record of them exactly into our country yep so so with that said (laughs) you know man so we don't even know those but those the criminal element those that have been identified we know they're in the country we, we know whether they're they're related to organized crime they're gang members if we could just focus on those and removing those first because we're never going to re- be able to remove the millions of people that have come in millions upon millions of people that have come into our country illegally um, I think we all know that we all realize that but we have to find a way to get rid of that criminal element yeah. that's that that should be our, our after securing the border that next priority is to be removing that criminal element from our communities
0: At least, at least. (laughs) Sheriff, thank you very much for taking time to be with us. You be safe out there. Anything else you'd like to share with us before we let you go?
1: You know, I think we covered it all. Um, Again, I always appreciate your support, our our conversations, um, and with you getting the message out there on what's going on. um, I will be in touch with you and let you know what I have going on on my front. But, again, thank you for all your support, Mr. Rose.
0: You got it, buddy. You got it. Folks, we've been speaking with our good friend, Sheriff Thaddeus Cleveland, from uh, Terrell County, Texas, out in West Texas. Thank you very much, and you be safe, Sheriff. Yes, sir. God bless. Adios. Adios. Once again, my friends, thank you very, very much for for joining us today. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas. We, uh, again, as usual, I want to encourage all of you to uh, share our show with you, with your friends. Uh, we've got to get people educated and informed, and the best way to do it is uh, encourage them to listen to our program, or you can go to our website, El Conservador, both on Facebook uh, as well as uh, on uh, LinkedIn, as well as the KLUP website, and uh, you can uh, take the link and you can share it with people. You can literally take it and, and post it anywhere you want. Uh, however, we've got to, like I said, we've got to inform folks. Uh the other thing we're looking for all the time, my friends, are supporters. Uh telling the truth, my friends, is it, it costs money. We need sponsors, we need supporters. Uh if you are interested in sponsoring our show, if you're interesting on uh interested on having an ad or an advertisement uh either on our show or uh uh our website uh or a sponsor of way, a speaking engagement. Please uh, contact me uh, through uh, Facebook or through um, LinkedIn uh, or through the station, and uh, we'll talk about it. The other thing is that if you want to um, advertise on our program, please contact the station. Uh, they will tell you exactly what uh, what you need, what what can be done, and uh, what you need to do in order to get an ad on our show, a commercial. Uh, we really, really need your your support in that aspect of it. The other thing, my friends, is that uh, we also have a nonprofit that helps support us. If you are interested in 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 donating uh, tax-free, donating to El Conservador, please contact please contact uh, or send your donation to He's Alive Ministries at sixty-four thirty Green Apple Drive in San Antonio. Uh, seven, eight, seven, San Antonio, Texas 78233 once again your tax free donations whatever amount little or small, little, little or large send them to He's Alive Ministries at 6430 Green Apple Drive in San Antonio, Texas 78233 thank you very much my friends for being with us for supporting us we need, uh, we need to inform and educate people, my friends. That's the bottom line. People, uh, low information folks, most of it is, be- is a result because we are in competition with the big media. And the big, big media is not telling the truth. I'm sorry. They're not telling the truth. They're not telling uh, folks the facts, particularly about what is happening in your backyard and at the border. So, without further ado, my friends, Thank you once again for being with us. I hope that you will join us next week. Tell your friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, Texas, deep in the heart of South Texas.